Welcome to a Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. My guest today started a successful business based on his personal quest for the perfect chocolate chip cookie for him. Little did he know that half his half pound creation of goodness would take him on a sweet magic ride. Please welcome Steve Lewis, the owner and purveyor of Gideon's Bakehouse. What's going on, Steve? Hi, thank you for having me. I, I love that you you pointed out chocolate chip cookie for him. Well, I mean, it was a very selfish journey at the beginning. Hey, man, <laughs> 15 years <laughs> it, for 15 years. It's got to be a personal journey for you to be able to get to a point where it's taking you 15 years to perfect your perfect cookie for you. And I love that you basically say that it's for you um, for that reason. Yeah, Gideon's is, is very much uh, my palate. So if it's, you know, there's I've learned to be a little bit flexible as the years have, have clicked on uh, 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 case in point, the most popular cookie we sell uh, in the year is my least favorite cookie. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it, it it's it's me. It's an extension of who I am as a as a human being. So it's it's going to be connected to my palate. I got gotcha. you. So before we actually start my lunch break, tell me. Well, we won't talk cookie right now. We'll talk. What's your favorite go to sandwich? Oh, wow. That's a big question. I it's it's funny because I, I tend to I, I get the what's your favorite question a lot. Yeah. And and my answer is always dependent on my mood. Yes. But uh, are you familiar with the Hoboken? No, the Hoboken. What? I mean, obviously, I'm familiar with Hoboken, New Jersey, but not the Hoboken. What's the Hoboken? Yeah, so there's a, it, there's a there's a sandwich uh, uh, up there that's it's originated from a, a place in Jersey that makes their own mozzarella, and it's essentially just you know a, a, a sandwich loaded with this just thick, fresh mozzarella and roast beef that you just dip uh, in this special sauce. And uh, and I'm I'm here for that. I'm all about roast beef and mozzarella. Uh, for me, uh, you know, good French dip is going to call to me uh, on the menu. Anything with a with a pesto. I but yeah, the, if 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 I had to get really specific, uh, give me the the Hoboken. Nice, I love it. I now I want to have it when I go visit. When I go up north, I will definitely put it on my list to have. Um, yeah, I don't think there's an equivalent anywhere no, around no. here. So I would, you know, who I think could make it though, Stasios could probably make something like that if you did it because they have good mozzarella and they have roast beef and all that. So that you might be able to do it, or you make it, or you have to go and make it your own, and you go to like um, either Hinkley's or you go to Beefy King, get all the ingredients from them, like the roast beef, get the mozzarella, and then you just kind of make it yourself, your own Frankenstein version of it in your house. Yeah, um, I do that often. <laughs> I love to make my own uh, a homemade uh, basil pesto. Oh yeah, uh, which I, I've just been obsessed with basil pesto mm-hmm. lately. I, I could talk to you thirty minutes about <laughs> basil pesto. Well, let's let's not talk about basil pesto. Let's talk a little bit about cookies. Um, I just want you to give people an idea, and I, and I know we've already kind of alluded to it that you you basically created a cookie based on your own, you know, your own trying to find your own, I guess version of a perfect chocolate chip cookie but tell people a little bit or give or share with people a little bit an idea of how you came up with the idea why you were on this quest for this cookie and how it kind of led to starting Gideon's Bakehouse I mean I guess it all really started when I was a teenager and I I uh 
my friends now tell me that they remember when I was a preteen that I loved to bake. And I did have uh, some little concoctions that I would make for my friends in the neighborhood. But uh, when I hit the teenage years, uh, I became obsessed with just trying to find that perfect chocolate chip cookie. But, you know, I was in Central Florida at the time. And, uh, and the only thing in Central Florida, you know, 20 plus years ago was, you know, Outbacks and Olive Gardens, there, there was no local fantastic bakery, you get what Publix has to offer. And, and that's about it. Yeah. So uh, I had to make it myself. And I, I just started tinkering uh, with zero knowledge or background. It was complete mad scientist stuff. Uh, I often joke with people that the Gideon's cookie is different because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I came at it from just a completely different angle. And it was just a slow process over the course of 15 years. Uh, I bake when I'm sad. It's my stress hobby. Okay. So uh, whenever that those moments would arise, I would, uh, you know, bust out the the eggs and uh, and chocolate and, and, and butter and get going. And uh, I, I think that's why that cookie has become so personal to me because it holds so many uh, memories of, of, of my life. Yeah. Uh, I never really meant to open up a bakery. It just, you know, the, the universe just pushed me in that direction. Yeah. And I think to me, that's something that is amazing to me. The fact, because I know that, um, from what I, from what I've read and from what I knew, like you used to, obviously you would bake a lot. So when you would bake it, you would then share it, uh, with friends. And then obviously friends then kind of were the ones that kind of almost, um, pushed you towards the idea of when uh, when East End opened, which if for those not familiar or not from the Orlando area, East End, and obviously correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, originally the idea is about obviously it's supposed to, it's almost kind of like a, it's a food hall, but it was also had an area where it was supposed to kind of at the time when you were there was technically supposed to be, I guess there was a baker there, but the baker left and then all of a sudden they were just going to do pop ups um, in that bakery spot, correct? Um, That's when you exactly took over. Right. Yeah, the, the, the original bakery there, uh, she had retired and, uh, and her equipment was all still there. Uh, so the uh, agreement that I think she made with the East End Market was that she would leave it there for the summer so that they can have the opportunity to just have a different pop-up every month uh, going through the summer. And, uh, and I was invited to go out there. Uh, I, I was actually a little hesitant about it. I, I wasn't sure at that stage, if, if my very limited menu could support me and, and, you know, I can keep the interest of, of the community because I started off with just five flavors. Yeah. Uh, and to this day, the core of Gideon's menu is five flavors. I throw a lot of really fun extras all over the place, uh, because, you know, creativity demands it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, but the core of what is Gideon's Bakehouse is, is that same five cookies that I walked in uh, on that pop-up and it was a surreal day. It was one of those, those milestone days in your life where you, where, you know, I, I showed up not really knowing what to expect, a, a little bundle of, of nerves. I, I, I freeze the dough before I bake it because I use real vanilla bean and the cookies, uh, and the longer it can stay frozen, the stronger that vanilla bean is going to be. So I prepared what I thought was three weeks worth of cookie dough, uh, but it was all gone by one o'clock on the first day of the pop-up. And it was literally that day that I, I remember thinking, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. It, it, 
I, I think I, I feel really grateful because I think you can go through your entire life and never have that feeling, but constantly search for it. You know, what, what, what is it that I'm really here to do? And uh, I'll never forget that feeling. I, I remember calling up a friend and saying, this is, uh, this is it. Like I, I, the, the, the entirety of the world of Gideon's Bakehouse just dominoed in my brain in that, that afternoon on the first day of that, that pop-up. So uh, amazingly uh, uh, thankful for the existence of the Easton Market, you know, Orlando's original food hall yep. and all of the people that are in there because they, I, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I, I'm not a baker by trade. I don't come from the restaurant business. Uh, so I, I had to rely on the assistance of those around me to, to help me grow. And, uh, and they did a, uh, they, they're, they're just a bunch of amazing people. I, I don't have to tell you the central Florida food scene is not a competitive food scene. It's a very loving yeah. scene. Like we all get really excited about each other and visit each other and eat uh, at all the other restaurants. I, I love talking about my other favorite bakery bakeries, my favorite desserts in town. You know, we, uh, we, we appreciate each other and that's a beautiful thing. No, I, I totally agree with that. Um, it's, so I, I am kind of curious. I, I do have some cookie questions in the sense that um, what what made you decide? And obviously, I know it, it's awesome for the gram and it is and it is a sight to behold when you grab one of your cookies, but half a pound a cookie like was it just because you wanted like, hey, I really want it. I mean, so to describe in case you've never had a Gideon's cookie and if and if you've never heard of Gideon's, um, I'm pretty sure if you Google it, you will see some report from somewhere. Um, everyone has talked about it. Um, it's pretty much it's, I laugh because my mom, who's in South, was in South Florida at the time, asked me if I knew about Gideon's cookie because she read it somewhere. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I eat it all the time. Uh, and so it was just kind of made me laugh because I was like, uh, you really don't think I would know what that is? She's like, I heard it's the best cookie in the state. I was like, oh, it's probably better than that. But um, what made you decide to do like half a pound, like such a large cookie? So I, they, I, I do call them almost half pound cookies because the toppings will, will change in weight. So yep. it changes the, the weight of it, the individual cookie. They are very large and they are very heavy. Uh, so funny story, and this relates back to that pop-up. I was invited to go on television before the pop-up, which just blew my mind because I didn't, you know, who knows a, who I am? Like I'm a nobody. I still feel that way. Um, and, uh, and I got invited to go on TV. So I thought, Ooh, I, I really need to make sure these cookies are even bigger for television. And, uh, and I made them a little bit bigger. They used to be more of a quarter pound cookie. So I really went all in for this TV appearance and then realized afterwards that I can't now show up at the East End market with slightly smaller cookies. So I had to push that, that, that size a little bit. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, uh, you know, fail expectations for anybody that was watching on TV. Uh, so I, I made them bigger for day one and just, it stayed that way. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, so there was an evolution of the cookie that happened up until the very first day that we opened. Wow. Yeah. Now even all the chocolate chips on top, it didn't used to have that many chocolate chips on top. It's just from a production standpoint, it's actually just faster to go boom, Mm -hmm. get them on there and go yeah. uh, where I used to individually press each and every chocolate chip on there to get it laid out exactly the way that I wanted, which 
is a sacrifice I had to make to, to sell more than, you know, 15 cookies a day. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, and that kind of actually kind of leads me to, I have many questions for you, Steve, uh, but this kind of sure. leads me to, um, something that kind of, it, it draws me very close to you in the sense that like, this is your baby. Uh, and there are certain elements to it that I've noticed, um, like what you said, like having to make that, you know, kind of like, I mean, to, to this day, even through the growth um, of where you've gone from East End to now owning a spot, you know, having 100, 100 in staff making handmade cookies for Disney Springs and all of that, there's still an, a massive element of you um, that it's like still your baby. And to me, that's very, uh, very amazing to see, um, mostly because of the fact that for many years, especially on my own brand, like a lot of people were like, well, you can't be so hands on into it. Like you're going to have to have some flexibility to it um, in order for you to be able to grow your business. So one of the biggest things that I kind of personally want to know is how have you been able to handle that or at least be able to relinquish some of those things or adjust where it's still you because obviously you do all your own social um like basically the brand is still you but you also have a lot more people involved involved with it how do you relinquish some of that and and what's that balance to do that yeah at, at the at, at, at this moment we're a little over 160 people <laughs> so my my commitment uh in growing to the internet international stage at Disney Springs was to not minimize the product because you know that that's the expectation. Yep. People are going to think, okay, they're, they're going uh, up to this big location where now we have to produce thousands of cookies a day. Uh, the, the, I would imagine that the, the average business owner would find a way to automate the process a little bit better. Uh, but all I did was hire a lot more hands to guarantee that the cookies being made and cakes uh, the same way today as they were when I created that recipe in my kitchen. So nothing's changed. It's just scaled up to maintain that quality is all about having the right people working with me. Uh, and I am so fortunate to have the most ridiculously talented leadership team that are 100% committed to doing the right thing. We talk about that all the time. Like I, I've said a, a, a million times that I'm a terrible capitalist. Like money isn't the prize for me. Experience is. So when you come at your business from that point of view, it's really easy to focus on producing that great product every day. Like for me, I always think to myself, every single cookie and cake slice uh, that comes out of that kitchen is someone's first Gideon's experience. And I want it to be the best because I have that weight on my shoulders of knowledge of knowing that there's people that have followed me on social media for years that have saved up their pennies to come to Central Florida and Gideon's Bakehouse is part of their visit to Orlando. And I don't wanna let that down. That bar is high, not only because of the way that people talk about us, which you know, I'm really happy to say that, that people overall seem to feel like we we exceed expectation and i want to maintain that uh, and i want to go even further and further and further above that as we grow so uh my my team is is awesome i i talk often about uh patrick mckinney who is my my operations manager and and you know like what do they say right hand man left hand man for me because my right hand is pretty solid and my left hand is is a, is a hot mess 
And he just came into the game with so much experience. He was the uh, you know manager that opened up the boathouse, uh, that opened up T-Rex. Uh, you know, he's he's worked at Disney Springs for 16 years and understands operations on that large scale in a way that I didn't. So I, probably the smartest thing I ever did was bring in somebody that just carried so much more experience uh, than I, that allowed me to not have to suffer through a learning curve and make the mistakes, uh, but to, to, to be good at what we do from day one. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I not only do I not think that anything's dipped in, in our quality, I think we've just gotten better and better and better. And every week we talk about how can we be more consistent? How can that quality control be better controlled? Uh, it's a never ending conversation for us because that's the kind of stuff that keeps me up at night is I want to make sure that that quality never dips. And when you have 160 people, it's easy for one person to not care for a second and produce even one or two things. Uh, but if something doesn't look right, it doesn't get sold. So I tell my staff all the time, uh, I'm never upset if you make a mistake. We all make mistakes. But if you sell a mistake, there's a problem. Yeah. And that's uh, that's something that we concentrate on on a lot because we do all care you know as cheesy as it sounds to say you know this business is like a family that is what we shoot for it's like we we do really care for each other like i i any person that that, that gets hired at gideon's bakehouse sits through a, a 60 to 90 minute interview with me where we just get to know each other as human beings uh, because i care and i want to make sure that that they understand that they're an extension of me uh, as odd as that can be um, you know, but they understand what Gideon's means to me and and where we're going so that they can be on board with it, you know, and I, I look for people that that carry a good amount of emotional maturity. Uh, and I, I think that being the core thing that I look for in, in my team uh, allows me to grow an egoless business where there's not conflict. There's just the desire to to be better and create and put out really great stuff without the nonsense of a, uh, you know, human drama mixed into it. No, I, I, there's no drama in a Gideon's cookie. No, no just pure happiness. Um, yeah. Well, I, I joke that the secret ingredient is my tears. Cause oh, I, make I was going to say when you're so, sad. Yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah. there is some sadness, but, but I, maybe I think the only sadness I have is when it's over or if I, the, or a little sadness and Maybe if I ate the whole cookie, because sometimes that, when that happens, you're like, oh, I ate the whole cookie that I was going to split it in four and freeze some because that's how I try to quality uh, con like a, a base portion control myself. I sometimes will do that or a, a new favorite thing now is what we do is the the cookie bites. Um, that way we don't feel we all kind of we don't feel as, uh, as guilty uh, having it when we do get it. So um, so definitely. Yeah, cookie bites with a with the cold brew. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. So I know you you and I mentioned before we were on, and obviously I, I knew this as well. Um, I definitely know that there's another aspect that, that I love that I love about your the whole concept, um, and that and obviously I, it makes sense with some of the background um, that you had having to do with like comic books and like the storylining and the branding and and all of that. And I just kind of wanted you to talk a little bit about the name because in case no one doesn't know like i want people to kind of know a little bit or hear the story the evolution or how the origin story of how it became gideon's bake shop um i think it's just a fun a fun element to it and then i also kind of want to talk about how you were able to kind of create gideon's 
kind of I call it Gideon's universe is what I call it. Um, when you finally had the opportunity to open go from 265 square feet to actually opening something at Disney Springs. Um, can you kind of go tell a little bit about that evolution and then kind of like how you kind of went through that universe or thought process of what you were expecting to see? Because I think people when they walk into the, the spot at Disney Springs, they they really do get to kind of really feel what would be like if it was Gideon's Bake Shop or Bakehouse. Yeah, I mean, to me, the 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 dessert is only a, a, a percentage of what the Gideon's experience is. Uh, it's a part of the reason why I don't like to ship or I don't ship. Uh, I don't deliver like you have to be at our counter to 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 enjoy your Gideon's Bakehouse. And at Disney Springs, obviously, it's because it's an extremely immersive experience that's pure escapism to walk through those doors. At Easton Market, the 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 experience is Easton Market in of itself because that that's just an amazing ecosystem of, yeah. of food, and I I love to draw people to that. But to answer your question, I do uh, collect old books. It's something that I've I've done uh, on and off throughout my life, and uh, it must have been almost 20 years ago that I was at an estate sale and I bought a collection of old uh, books that were Victorian age. And when I was going through them, I found a cookbook that had a little kid's handwriting in it uh, because I guess he wanted to be a baker when he grew up and there were uh, little faded notes and, and doodles and the name written at the back of the book was Gideon and the date the book was published was 1898. So we say we're established 18, 1898 uh, and our bakery looks like it, it, it might've been owned by some creepy little kid, <laughs> you know, which is essentially what I am. So it, it works, it works out uh, uh, beautifully. You know, the sensibilities are the same and, and the, you know, I, I often say that if you were to crack open my brain, it would probably look like Gideon's at Disney Springs. Uh, but it, it, it started off the concept and the idea of Gideon's Bakehouse as a story. Uh, and you, you go to the original store, you go to the new store, and it's lined with with old bookshelves filled with true Victorian books. They are real books that took me years and years to collect. Um, and uh, that was just the beginning. But as you mentioned, I, I owned a, a little art gallery slash comic store in Winter Park was my first attempt at small business uh, called Uberbot that was I feel pretty ahead of its time and gone way too soon. I, I love that shop. But my background in retail is as an art gallery. And that's essentially what Gideon's Bakehouse is. I don't think of it as a bakery. I think of it as an art gallery. I mean, food is art. Uh, but we also compound that with actual art and stories. And before Gideon's ever opened, I wanted to release cookies with hidden pieces of art in the packaging. Um, I wanted to tell stories about the, the, the lore of a cookie flavor, uh, but I was never able to do that because I, I never had enough time. I, don't, I didn't have the team to do it. Uh, 160 people gives me a little flexibility uh, and we've had some great fun. Uh, Michael Reyes is the art director for Gideon's and I met him at Uberbot where he had his first art show. And, uh, and we have so much fun talking, uh, uh, you know, today and over the years about different tales and, and the lore behind our cookies. So the first one that we ever released that was done the way that I always wanted it to do was the orange pecan chocolate chip cookie mm -hmm. uh, that introduced the character Stuart Valencia. 
the the cautionary tale of the boy that ate so many oranges that he turned into an orange boy. Uh, and I I adore it. Like I to me the the future of Gideon's Bakehouse is is uh, not only you know creating new flavors and having great fun in the kitchen, but doubling that with more characters and more stories and putting together this universe of art uh, that just lives in harmony with the the baked goods. And that's something that I think definitely sets us apart from your average bakery is that we're obsessed with story and, uh, and, and telling, telling tales. Yeah. And, and I absolutely love it. Obviously as a person who, you know, my brand being so uh, specific sandwich themed and having a story behind of what, why I came up with certain ideas. Um, I was something that I was always drawn to is because of the fact that of like the fact that how you kind of came up with the idea and how it's evolved and um and i mean the like everything down from like the gargoyle that's like overlooking the the bakehouse um at baby. disney springs like that is just like, like i literally like i freaked out when i saw it um just because it's it, it really is amazing um to see and uh and and it's just unbelievable i mean it's really i mean I guess it's so tough because I mean it's all happened so quickly. I mean, think about it. Five years, right? It's been like five, six years since you started. We just had our uh, we had our five year anniversary in October. Yeah. So it just it just passed. We're yeah. now uh, we're now past that five year mark. So yeah, Gideon's is weird in that it feels like it's just started, and it feels like it's been happening my entire life at the same time. Yeah. What What advice would you give? to someone like me or a small business that's like you know kind of start either starting out or even heck I'll even use me as an example someone like me who's been in business for a while has a passion for it but is you know it's kind of always there there's always that person that kind of I always think of myself with um or the image of the rock and the person pushing the rock and uh and even yeah. though you're passionate about it and you're pushing like it's one of those where like when like sometimes people feel that like they feel that they have that frustration they have like that love and frustration at the same time because obviously you want success or you want to make it more than what it is um and you keep pushing and pushing but you don't know when are you pushing too much so like do you have do you have advice or or what are your thoughts on that uh i i the advice that i tend to give to people is uh, not to take advice from other people. Uh, and what I really mean by that is be authentically you. So I, I've been given tons of advice throughout the growth of Gideon's Bakehouse. And I can, I can tell you that I've taken very little, if not zero <laughs> advice, uh, because I, I, again, I'm coming at things from a different direction. It's authentically me. Um, I'm not necessarily coming at things from a, a, a capitalist direction. I'm coming at it from a creative direction, uh, which uh, is a little bit different than the average business person's advice. Um, but I'm also striving for authenticity and expression. I want to put out there who I am. And when I do that, if I fail, I feel confident that I've at least express myself. If no one connects with it, that's just the way it is. But I feel good about what I put out there. And that's first and foremost is feeling, I don't want to say pride in what I do, but feeling connected to what I'm doing. Yeah. So I, 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 I tell people not to follow advice in that vein. I want them, like when I go to a restaurant, I want to know that I'm 
I'm getting their creativity on the plate. I don't want to to eat frozen food. You know, I, I want to see what they're doing. And sometimes it's amazing and sometimes it's not. And I love it either way. Like I really enjoy authentic food experiences. Uh, I, I just can't stand mediocrity. So that's the secondary piece of advice that I give people all the time is recognize what mediocrity is and avoid it at all costs. You know, every single thing, like I, I say this a lot at, at Gideon's, I'm not a fan of, of, of you know, the, the best culture. I don't think I'm the best at, at anything. I'm not striving to be the best. There's no such thing as the best. Food is art, art is subjective. If you love crispy cookies, you're gonna hate Gideon's Bakehouse and you're not wrong. <laughs> you know, that's just not your taste. But my promise to, to the guests and, and to the community is that I'm always gonna put out there the best that I know how to do. So I ask people to do that. You know, is this the best that you have inside of you? you know, get it out there and never settle never go, okay, this, this is fine. People will like this. It'll, it'll be fine. You know, cause then you're, you're not being true to yourself. So, you know, it's, it's a little hippie psychology kind of stuff, I guess, but I, I it's, it's how I feel. Like I, I, I Gideon's is, is it's even weird to be presented as a business to me. I don't think of it like that. I, uh, I value, I appreciate it very much because obviously that I, I do get quite a bit of that as well. The, the why don't you do this or what are you going to do as you grow bigger and like why are you doing handwritten notes and why are you wrapping shirts and that that whole aspect i get asked that a lot but a, a lot of it is also because this is part of this is just how it is so it's it's very inspiring to be able to hear someone who has who's doing it successfully and also still doing it the way he want to do it and being as hands on with it um i i did have one kind of curious question about the fact because you have 160 and I know that you're not the one baking, but I did have re I read somewhere and I'm just kind of curious that no one really knows the full recipe, but you right? like some of that stuff is like pre like you actually pre mix some stuff so that no like no one ever really knows what the true Gideon's um, cookie recipe is. Is that correct? My brother, if something ever happens to me, you all are screwed. That's what I thought. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like I have the ultimate job security. Nobody knows my recipes. Nobody knows the passwords for my social media. You know, protect, protect me. Yeah, <laughs> keep, dude. No. Keep me safe. I totally all. get it. And that's at all. Uh, and that's the amazing part as well, Steve, is the fact that like anyone who sees or interacts with your social media, uh, you know, Gideon's Bakehouse, anyone who, who anyone who um, tweets or does or Instagram or anything like that, they're interacting with you, um, which I think is super important to, to see because not many people have that capability to do um, or at least to do that. But they're basically getting um, they're you know, they're they're kind of they're they're definitely getting a piece of you or at least getting feedback from you if you're uh, if you're responding back to them. It's uh, it's very time consuming and it can be a great challenge, but it is uh, epic importance. Uh, and I, I adore it. Uh, Gideon's to me is the house that the community built. You know, I'm nothing without all the support that the community gave me. And, you know, there's, it, it makes no sense that somebody as tiny as me is as big as we are out at Disney. And that would not have happened if we didn't have these, you know, hour long lines at East End Market 
with people just excited about what was happening and sharing it all over social media with their friends and family. And, and that's what propelled me forward. So I'm not walking away from that community. I'm still interacting with them every day. And what I love about it too, and I warn my staff about this and I warn people when I interview, uh, my, my friends and neighbors, these people that have come to Gideon's for years know how important it is that you're awesome at connecting with people and building community when you're working at, at Gideon's. So if they go out to Disney Springs and they're waiting in line and they have an amazing conversation with a new employee, they're not only gonna tell me about it, they're gonna take a picture of that employee and say, ooh, this person's awesome. But they're also gonna do the opposite. Yeah. If, if you're standing in the corner staring at your feet or you're talking to each other and you're just not, you know, you're having an off day and you're not being pleasant, they're gonna tell me about that too. So the community has become the all-seeing eye that allows me to manage such a large crew because they keep me in the loop. And I even know, you know, there's, there's people that, that have been so on point that I, I know to listen to them when they tell me how their experience is in the shop. Because I, more than anything in this world, I am obsessed with experience. Uh, and when I say that, I don't mean the guest experience I mean, everyone's experience. I'm, I'm, I want my staff to laugh and have a great day. I, I don't want stress and nonsense in my life. I want to have a good time. I want to be able to express who I am. Uh, because I, you know, I mentioned early being authentic uh, is such an important part of, of, I think, putting something new and different out there, but it's not easy. You know, I, I, I am, I am a quiet to myself person. And I, I will spend a lot of time in my own head trying to find my way and figure out what is the, the next proper step for me. So having that assistance from the community and, and just being connected uh, so closely through social media is really helpful for me. Because if it weren't for that, I would talk to, you know, people for 30 minutes a, a week because <laughs> I, I exist in the shadows <laughs> and I, I, I do all my work from from a dark hidden place a dark sweet sweet place with a little bit of sadness um which is but my sadness is like a like a beautiful carpenter's song yeah you know? well you're obviously your sadness is sweet because everyone seems to be eating up um eating up your cookies um and it is amazing to see it's amazing to see um people like just because obviously i go to east end quite a bit um so i tend to come visit at gideon's or at least walking through walking through and seeing the line and seeing people and seeing kind of like how the whole thing and it is amazing because the even just at, at that location how you have it set up where it's kind of nicely displayed uh and they're able to choose and then they're like kind of you know and the whole the whole aspect of it i mean is really kind of amazing um what you guys have been able to do um you know in that small space and then also the fact of what you've been able to create now um, in, in a larger space to obviously be able to do that um i also love the fact that your cookies are frozen or that you freeze your cookies um so because of the fact that i mean and and because of you i've actually a lot of times i tell people when they do buy baked stuff i'm like hey like you can freeze the cookies like cookies can be frozen because sometimes we're always people are always amazed by that um so it's amazing to kind of being able to see that, um, see all of those things um, kind of be developed and just kind of what you've been able to create. Um, it's really been, like, I think, kind of to me, it's very inspiring because obviously I've been in business eight years. So I've seen you guys have gone from where you go to where you've gone. And 
I'm super, I remember your first visit. I do. And I remember the fact that yeah. you and I got to hang out and talk and it was yeah. just like, I literally, was I love hooked. your shirt. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it was the first time I saw your brand and yeah. I'm a branding junkie. So yeah. I just thought it was so much fun. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, and I, 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 I remember that I remember a lot of those first connections with people yeah. uh, in, in the community and they're, and they're really, really special. That, I will say, uh, you know, you talk about freezing the cookies and yes, you can freeze those cookies. My preference is that you don't, is that you still eat them. Well, usually you know, I, I freeze the, I freeze the dough before I bake it. But once it's baked, freezing is the next best, best option, but the best option is just to eat those suckers. Just and go you crazy. recommend three days, you recommend up to three days, right? In uh, once you have them um, to do that. I, right. In an airtight container. Yes. Airtight container. Yep. I've, uh, I've done my research. I've also eaten quite a few of them. I, uh, you, if you were to ever go into my social media, you would pretty much see that I've written numerous times that my, uh, if, it, if I were to have my last, my last meal, uh, and my last meal, um, if on my deathbed would be for dessert, would be two of your cookies, some Kelly's homemade ice cream as an ice cream cookie sandwich. Um, and I think I would die, uh, very happy. Uh, a happy I will death. personally hand it to you, my friend, when that day comes, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to come out of the shadows and give you your cookies. I absolutely love that, man. I appreciate it. Um, tell <laughs> folks, uh, if you could do me a favor, just tell folks how they can follow you. Um, where they can come visit and have, have your cookies, um, just kind of any information you want to provide them about where they can follow. And I think just kind of experience the Gideon's Bakehouse. Sure. I mean, Instagram is the best place to be because that's, that's where I'm jacked into the most. It's really hard for me to be on all social media all the time. Uh, and Instagram is, is my preference. So I do my best to get to everybody. I, I but I will admit that these days I will get a few hundred messages, uh, tags, all those things a day. Uh, and some things do disappear. Uh, so, uh, if you have an important question, you could always email through the website and that actually goes directly to me as well. But Instagram's where you learn everything. Like I, I, I like to think that part of my job these days is setting expectations, uh, because Gideon's is a little bit of a different experience. Um, especially out at Disney Springs. Uh, I think right now, uh, it's the two hour virtual queue to get inside. Uh, so I, I really uh, appreciate it when people seek out our social media and learn a little bit about our operations, uh, especially when it comes to visiting Disney Springs. It's a great place to visit. We have the great fortune of being extremely popular on property. So on a weekend, the average wait to get in can be five hours on a weekday. It could be two or three. Uh, and that's a virtual wait. So you can go in watch a movie, have dinner, uh, and then you'll get a text that says it's time to, to pop in our little short return line to get inside. Uh, so it's, it's not hard, but it can be a little jarring if you don't know what to expect. And we tell you what to expect on, uh, on our social media and at gideonsbakehouse.com as well. Um, I, one last thing before I wrap up. How, so obviously we, we've talked about those moments, the aha moments, like the day, like day one of Gideon's when you sold out of all your cookies at one o'clock, um, when you were at East end, can you just explain to me? Cause I actually get chills thinking about what you probably went through in your mind. I'm actually even getting, it's kind of weird. I'm actually getting emotional for you. Um, what was that site when you saw the massive lines, because I saw it on social and I was like, I love Steve, but I'm not standing in line for that long for the for the cookie to be able to walk in as much as I want to. Because I think at one point you guys had eight hour waits. 
Like what went through your mind, obviously, besides the fact of like, holy crap, but like what went through your mind when you saw all these people waiting to have something that you created? Uh, it's usually uh, not a positive reaction. It's uh, it typically falls more in the in the realm of panic. Um, no, in, in all honesty, it, 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 it really does uh, force me and my team to think, uh, okay, how do we make the best out of this experience for everybody? Uh, so it, 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 it's hard to find time to sit and enjoy the fruits of the labor. I don't think I've done it yet. There's been little pockets of surreal moments. Uh, like, I don't know if you saw my social media, but I, I, I was uh, uh, given an honorary WWE championship yes, yes. title this week, yes. which is a kid that woke that, that grew up watching wrestling. Uh, that was just insane to me. And, and I, those are one of those moments where the child in you is just screaming that this is happening. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to, to find those moments because I'm typically always in, in a work mode. Um, I, I, it, it comes in flashes. Like, this is, is this just, a, I, I'm sure this is happens to other people. I don't exist in other people's bodies, but, but uh, you know, you, where you have those just pockets of just pure happiness, mm -hmm. but they're super fleeting. Yeah. Uh, that happens to me a lot. Like I'll sit in the, in the, in the corner inside of the Disney Springs location and just watch the operation happening and, and the conversations and watch everyone, take out their their iphone and do the the pano of the of the inside of the space uh and it's 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 satisfying you know it feels it feels great but it also pushes that part of my brain that's that asks what's next how do we make this even better yeah uh, i i often say that i suffer from perfectionism because it's not a lofty thing mm -hmm. it's a terrible thing where you never feel like you're good enough at anything that you do uh, so you're constantly trying to be better and better and better. Um, I will admit that that Gideon's uh, at Disney Springs is the first thing. The, in, the the decor of that space, the inside of that space, the feel of that space, with as little money as as I have, uh, it came out better in reality than it was in my head, and that's never ever happened before. So that in of itself makes that space extremely special to me the original gideons you know i opened up that the eastern market gideons with 800 dollars in the bank i know, you know crazy. uh so and and i think that is a really cool looking space it is for having no money it fit, <laughs> like it nothing fits at the all theme. i mean it fits the theme uh obviously you we got like we'll just say we'll just say the east end is kind of almost like your cookie bites version of what when you walk into your gideons in disney springs is your full cookie um in yeah, it's, the, it's the full experience yeah. because it it one has all the lessons learned of east end market yeah. uh, especially when it comes to how to store enough product to get you through the day uh but also you know it's large enough for us to carry uh, some extra cakes i'm super proud of the 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 cold brew that we do there I, I i've been chasing the perfect cold brew my whole life and i'm happy to say uh, you know, and I don't mean this in a pompous way, but my favorite cold brew is my own. <laughs> I can't <laughs> stop drinking it. I can't stop drinking it. And we do that, uh, you know, with our friends uh, at Lineage, you know, they, they, we use their, their bean, uh, they help us put it all together. Uh, they're obsessively, uh, uh, skilled at what they do. Uh, and I, I, I love that we're able to, to have 
pieces of our local community uh, inside of, of that location. Like the candles that we do are, are made from a company called Wash and Wick, yep. which is really just a husband and a wife making them in their garage. Same thing with your mugs. Yeah, hundreds of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amber, who, who yeah. makes the mugs that are gone in 15 seconds. Yep. Uh, Cassandra Milena, who uh, is is one of my best friends, along with Mike, that helped me theme out the inside of Disney Springs. Like we had so much fun going into that into that store over a weekend and creating all that. She just released a line of Gideon's plates that sold out Saw in those. two seconds yeah. online, and she's going to be doing some uh, some uh, internet only mugs that are different than the, the ones that we have in the store, a little bit more uniformed in design. So we can, you know, yep. it's hard to sell a one of a kind mug online because yep. I'm creating 50 different entries and mm -hmm. I don't have time for that. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's great to, to be able to work with, with all these talented local people. And again, coming from an art gallery background, my favorite thing about Uberbot was being able to give a venue for local artists that never took that step to be, in an art show to, to put their work out there and to create their career in a sense yeah. was the most satisfying thing for me to give them that push. And I love being able to use Gideon's in the exact same way of, of you know, using small companies to help us uh, create the merchandise. Because I don't have to tell you, uh, I'm a branding junkie. I love merchandise. I love putting merchandise out there and because I love seeing it. I love that every time a new sticker or a pin comes in, I, I have to rush to the production kitchen to see it. Like I want to see everything right away with just giddiness in my yeah. heart uh, because it's so much fun to have that, that creative outlet and being at Disney Springs allows me to do that. we actually don't move a lot of merch at East end market. Uh, we uh, move through a ridiculous amount. At, uh, at Disney Springs, and I'm super grateful for it. Steve, thank you so much for taking the time to to come chat with me today during my lunch break. I uh, it means the world. I uh, absolutely super excited for all your success and continued success. Um, it's just super uh, super amazing. So thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Thank you. You're one of the people that helped push us up there, and I really appreciate well, you. Well, for sure, man. Anytime, anytime you know me, anytime you need me to, I have no problem spreading. By the way, I don't know if you saw, since you saw quite a bit of DMs, you may have, but one of the first things I saw when I saw that you got the wrestling belt um, was all I thought to myself was, oh my God, please, Steve, make a giant ass Gideon's cookie. And so it has the belt, the strap over itself, <laughs> uh, like a wrestler. Uh, I was like, or around its waist. I was like, make a cookie big enough. So, or at least a stack of cookies big enough. So it looks like it's, it's wrapping around its waist. I was like, that was the first thing I thought. I was like, oh my God, imagine that cookie um, was what I thought of. So uh, I really do appreciate it. Um, well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for Steve Lewis of Gideon's Bakehouse for being on and having lunch with me. Definitely make sure to check them out. Um, if you're in East End and if you're in Orlando, make it a point. If you're at Disney, you have no excuse not to go to Disney Springs. If you're in Orlando, definitely go to East End um, and get and definitely try out Gideon's Cookies. Uh, you can only get up to six. So be very smart on what you choose. That's why I always tell you get good cookie bites as well so you can keep eating. Um, definitely make sure to check them out online. Um, if you've enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe. Tell your friends. Spread it like PB&J. Um, and you can always come and support my brand as well, Deli Fresh Threads. Um, and shop and obviously tell your friends there and post pictures um, but thank you until next time keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion